Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me, that is Paul Manningly. Across from me, it's Mr. Matt Donnelly. And a special hello to all you scoops, ice cream socialists, and ice cream socialites listening at home or at work or on your shitty commute. <laughs> Welcome, one and all. <laughs> Why is it a shitty commute? Well, Maybe I mean, it's an enjoyable ride through the countryside. There's a few places like that still left. That's fine. You can, you can listen to us. On an enjoyable trip. On an trip. enjoyable trip. But then you might not pay attention to us. You're right. If you have a shitty commute, we're all you got. Yeah, this is So better. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, and people write in and say they, they don't enjoy their commute, but that, that our podcast helps. And those are, those are the best compliments we get. You're right. And I'd say, for the most part, commutes in, indicate that you're headed towards a job. Yep. Which, anytime you're heading towards a job... Not the most enjoyable part of your day. Yeah, I don't use the word commute to like when I go get ice cream. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like commute to thrifties. I, uh, I listen to you guys. Um, we are uh, in the Inspire Theater once again. Ready, Rich is filling in for Jacob, who has a job today. Fucker, and uh, therefore we, we we didn't do last episode. We didn't do this episode. We didn't do any scoop mail because Jacob reads the scoop mail. And so we're like going to be super backlogged uh, going into next week with scoop mail. But fuck it. Uh, I apologize to anybody who, who we aren't answering your questions, but we're just not going to today. Not today. It's not going to happen. When those bank shows pop up, you're going to get more scoop Holy mail than fuck. you even know what to do with. I'm so scared for the day that you and I can't do an episode and then we have to air those things. They're volatile. They're like isotope versions of the ice cream social. I love it. We recorded them super late at night and we are delirious. They are experimental in a way. They are. Now, in studio with us is a, is a, is a, is a friend of mine. But he is a big swinging dick here in town now. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is. He plays Sam Phillips in the Million Dollar Quartet. Mark Donovan is here in the studio. Woohoo! Clap, 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 clap. Good. Jacob's not here with that sound effect. Okay, so um, uh, rousing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's up, fellas? How are you? Good, good, good. I'm good. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for being here, Mark. Mark and I went to college together. Mark and I were were acting. We were thespians. Now you graduated, right? Experimental in college. Yeah, you <laughs> and I experimented in college. Let's talk about time. it. Let's talk about it. But you graduated, correct? I did eventually. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took a while. It does. After a while, you have to pay for the, your your acting degree. It takes, you're like, how much should I be putting into this? Well, I got um, done with the acting degree, you know, with plenty of time. But okay, it was, it was all the other stuff, the GER stuff that uh, the, the things that like my, the things that require you have an actual education. Yeah, that's the stuff that really weighs <laughs> you down. Didn't did involve like you know movement and 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 you know yeah. laying, laying on the floor with uh, Ruth. Yeah, we got we got so, that part. That part was easy. A's across <laughs> the board for that. You know? Yeah. So yeah, you yeah, left yeah. all your required stuff to the end. Is that how it went down? Did the, yeah, your, your I mean, last not on semester purpose, was like, but you know, that was, happened. Yeah. You were you and I were in the same class at that point with Ruth's movement class. Were we not? We were. Right, and the final really was walking around like an animal for an hour and a half. Yeah. That was our final. Yep. We had to study an animal, study its movements, and then behave as that animal for 90 minutes. Yep. That was a final. That's a college class. Yeah, yeah. I paid thousands of dollars <laughs> to get the grade in that class. And, and, and that Ruth, had. the teacher, was a trip. I mean, she oh, was. Space I don't know. Had what to be. be. 
Yeah, she I, she was on some kind of drugs that I want. I, yeah, I don't know, yeah. The, 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 she was probably like part of government experiments. And we something. looked a lot alike in college. Matt that's and I. that's the hard part. I don't like to bring this and up a lot. <laughs> well, we'll, it's a podcast. We'll take I a mean, fo- no, yeah. but we we'll take photos and we'll take a photo put on the net and everyone can laugh <laughs> like uh, at your, how your genetics played out and how my genetics played out. We can talk about that in college. We did indeed. Uh, and Ruth it confused us a all lot. the time. Okay. So one day I just decided to hide behind the piano in the room and uh she and and we just kind of switched out i think you went to the bathroom i'd pop yeah. out from the piano <laughs> she didn't know the difference we started doing like a shakespearean you did the parent like, trap yeah like i would leave he would enter he That's would awesome. enter, i would leave and we were fucking with her the whole time did one of you have a cute british accent uh, that's the way to do it yeah 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 we actually we looked so much alike that actually we actually had mark open up one of our improv comedy shows we wore the same outfit as matt donnelly and mark <laughs> opened the show and then i came out pretending like i was tied up and gagged uh, I was in duct tape around my mouth. That's awesome. That's how much. There's even a picture in the paper of him, uh, front page in the Montclairian, that yeah. my dad swore was me. And I was like, <laughs> Dad, that's, you don't know your own son? <laughs> We're laying it on nice and thick, so we'll tweet the photo out. You can see how our genetics I can played still, out. I can still see it. I can still see it. If Mark and I were twins, I now look like I ate my twin. Nah, I can still see it. <laughs> I can still see it. <laughs> We just, it would have been fun if we had done like a one of the Shakespeare comedy scenes where we did play like like if we did comedy yeah. errors or something like that. Absolutely. I think I dropped out too quickly for that to ever happen. Yeah. Uh, but Mark, uh, now you can do the classic Funhouse mirror bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can be the thin mirror. I can be the thick mirror. I didn't say that. I'm finishing I just your said bit. Fun house. I'm gonna write it out. I just said Funhouse. I'm a punch up writer. You know, I know where this goes. <laughs> Just I didn't find say a mirror that put that freshman 50 on, back no th- on for me. No thicks, no thins, just distortion. <laughs> just distortion. Squish and stretch. Squish and stretch. There yeah. you go. There Animation go. terms. There we go. That's what we're talking about. Um, now, Mark, uh, before you moved to Vegas with this show, you popped up when I was watching uh, season two of Boardwalk Empire. Season three. Season yeah. three, I mean. Sorry. Season yep. three. Can we? Let's get into that a little bit, right? Sure. I mean, uh, you know, I've... I've saw you in other shows, and even auditioning around New York, we ran into each other from time to time. Mm-hmm. But uh, moving here to Vegas and then seeing you pop up in there, this this part was a, was a pretty big part, right? It, it was, and it, it wasn't a start with. Um, you know, I'd been in for that show a couple times, and um, a lot of small recurring uh, roles that um, were really just one-offs. And um, I always got very close, and they really clearly liked me, but they couldn't quite find a fit. And uh, I'm kind of grateful that I didn't get any of those um, right. initially, because I ended up getting this one that said possibly recurring, but it was literally one line that I auditioned with. One line, one scene. Right. And so I had no idea what that meant, re- they're possibly recurring, you know? So, and then all of a sudden, I'm in five episodes, and, you know, I, I literally have, you know, I just thought, hey, you know, be great to be have something on my reel next to some key players. Right. And just show, that, you know, even if I'm just there, whether I say mm-hmm. a lot or not. All of a sudden, I had these long scenes for my reel where I had lots of dialogue, and I was important to the plot, and I was, you know, so it, uh, yeah, it was really just kind of snowballed, and it, it was a fantastic experience. Now, let's get in, because that show is awesome, right? Yeah. Love it. Everyone loves that show who, who watches it. It looks amazing. Yeah. Sounds amazing, too. Yeah, it's, really it's, it's a real, like, in terms of, like, from, like if, you're, if you're, like, a technophile, if you like the technical elements of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It shows a total wet dream, like everything about it, the costumes, the sets, the, the yeah. whatever. So when you get cast in this thing, like how can you can you give us a, a little uh, insight into the process of, of being a part of? Yeah, I, I, you know, this historical 
uh, well, what show. it started with was was impressive even before I hit the set, which was I ended up I think I had four maybe five fittings. And again, this is when I have one line so far. <laughs> right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, but that's how specific that's it how was. That's how detailed you know I mean? they are yeah, about their Incredibly meticulous. They built my uniform from scratch and made it, you know, as authentic as possible and brought me back time and time again to make it right. Um, they cut my hair, you know, um, made it, you know, just so in terms of the time period and whatever else. With um, with uh, with uh, instruments from the time period? They yeah, like rusty cut scissors. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I have tetanus from that, but I mean, you know, I, I can put Scorsese on my resume, so it's okay. What, what price fame, right? What price fame? These A little tetanus. Washed up on the shores of Atlantic City. <laughs> and we will cut your hair with them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so right from the get-go, it was like, you know, a completely immersive experience. And then, of course, when I hit the set, I mean, it's just, you know, there are so many people that work on that show, so many people that have, you know, so many jobs that you don't even think are jobs. The guy was just like, it was his job to wet down the street to make it look moodier. You know right. I mean? Like, that was his That's job. That's a weird thing. That's a universal <laughs> you know? thing. Like, in all budgeted movies mm-hmm. and and big TV shows, they wet the streets. They always wet the Almost streets. All the streets yeah. are always Especially, wet. you know, when, it, when it's something... Yeah, kind of dark, and you know, there's a meeting in a you know dark place and stuff like that. But they, I mean, and what was great was we actually filmed. They film you know all throughout like Brooklyn and Staten Island, Jersey, you know, stuff like that. And uh, we filmed in Staten Island in a um, little town that was like preserved. It was actually like a town from the 20s that was preserved. And they, so they used a lot of the existing stuff, but they also built stuff to suit as well. And you mm. couldn't tell where the real stuff ended and the, and the stuff that they made. That's began. crazy. I mean, they so built cool. this diner from scratch, and there's like coffee stains on the counter that seem like they've been there for 50 years. That's what I mean. Like, that's you know what I mean? like that's why the show is, like, it wins more technical awards than it wins, like, the big heavy hitter awards, uh, acting awards. Uh, but it really is, like, the it's... it's When you have that kind of a budget and, and, and you and all of a sudden, instead, of, you don't just spend it on stars, but you spend it on costumes and you spend it on prop, property, you know, like, that it... People want to do that. They want to make yeah. everything perfect. And they have historians that are there to make sure everything is correct and it's accurate and it's, you know, it's insane. I watched it on DVD. So I don't have the HBO, but I love all the special features, just watching yeah. the process and, like, you're talking about the, the history behind it and just how, how many experts are on that show making every little detail exactly right. Well, here's the thing. If you're a historian, what, like, <laughs> we just heard the best part, right? Like, like when you decide to be a historian, like what it, besides getting hired by a television show to be around stars and make sure the shit's accurate, what's the other great day for a historian? Working at a museum, <laughs> getting a full time job at a museum. <coughs> I guess so, right? right yeah. Lecturing in a museum, getting hired by drunk history. <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I don't think that's yeah, the next day. That's historians. Not, uh, <laughs> that, that would be something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine getting hired to be a historian from Drunk History. I think that would be the weirder <laughs> one. Like, I don't know. I was drunk. Or be a historian no on Boardwalk Empire drunk. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Catering. Someone, someone who's, I'm an expert in 30s booze. <laughs> <laughs> Come I on, on. Specialized in hooch. Yeah, yeah. Come on out to Brooklyn. Let's go. Let me smell that. <laughs> needs more. needs more engine fluid. <laughs> bathtub gym. It's the only bath. It's the only bathtub gin. Yeah. If it's in a bathtub, <laughs> or in a bathtub, <laughs> with you, you know when they talk about the ring. Sir, around. you're talking to a mannequin. <laughs> Sir? Oh, thanks. I'm. I know who I'm addressing. 
This guy's got an attitude. <laughs> Who let you in here? He's a strong silent. No. This guy. Uh, Mark, your character <laughs> on the show was a bit of a dick. Yeah? Yeah. Um, he Well, I, he was a flip-flopper. I think that, like... That's I, more I, accurate, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I think that he probably was a good guy, but, you know, first of all, he graduated to, you know, becoming the sheriff and being the deputy, probably, you know, with, you know, no real power in this small little town. Yeah. So all of a sudden then having some power and being, you know, in between sort of two sides of a war, and, you know, he kind of... Every time one of them would come into town, he would kind of shit his pants a little bit and be like, sure, sure I'm on your side. No, yeah, yeah, sure, whoever, like, whoever shows up first. Whoever pays me off. Yeah, and, you, you know got I mean? it. So, yeah. and, um, and that's why, I mean, I thought for sure I was done for. I was, I was going to die because, you know, yeah. that's, that happens on that show, mm-hmm. you know. Not, you know, not a lot of people have a good shelf life yeah, yeah. Yeah, on, yeah, that, exactly. on that show. But, um, and, I, and when I was reading my last uh, episode that I was Spoiler doing, alert! <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't seen season three yet, um, when Bobby <laughs> and, Cannavale's and you know character, exactly who you are. <laughs> yeah, right. Bobby Cannavale's character, uh, Jip Rossetti, you know, yeah. is you know going to beat the crap out of me. I, I surely thought that was that was it, you know, but it wasn't. I just got a severe beating, and then you know, I remember watching that episode, and you know, knowing you, and then it does. Mark Mark's character gets the fucking shit beaten out of him, mm, and you're like crazy, and you're like, oh no. He's dead. And I remember they showed you at the very end, like, kind of get up and, like, hold your face or something like that. Well, no, no. Then, then it cuts to the scene where he, you know, I'm, you see everything, like, yeah. bloody and bruised. And he sort of put me on display with the rest of the town and saying, like, he's right. going to keep on sheriffing, you know. So I thought I for remember, sure, you I know. remember that, there's, there's that, that, whatever that reveal was, I remember you being like, phew, he's alive. His yeah, character yeah. is alive. But then, but then that was it. Yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't come back because so the storyline just kind of went a different way and, you know, whatever. But, um... But it was funny. I remember at the rap party talking to the the costume people, and they were like, "They're like, oh, we didn't retire your costume yet. <laughs> they were reti- they're like retired. You know, they retired like a hundred probably different <laughs> sets of costumes a season. You know what I mean? But that's so, a good indicator. But mine was yeah, still around. It's go. like ah, oh, there's still hope. So, but and, uh, and you really don't know that show. I mean, they could go through that town again or, or whatever. You yeah, so no, yeah, you never know. I mean, there's one more season, so uh, but um, but uh, you know, so so do you remember what your one line was that you, that was your first line? Oh God! What was it? Um, uh, uh, where's the other half, or something like that? Where's the other know? half? Something like that, because I was the one handed the payoff money. So, right. So, so you know, your partners of growing into a five episode thing. Yeah. How much when you have the one line? How much of a true actor are you? And then all, or or does it start with like, all right, I can nail this line, and yeah. I'll be believable, and I'll be okay. And then all of a sudden you start appearing more episodes, you have to start kind of thinking your homework and start kind of doing your acting business. When does that transition start? Well, it's one of those things that's, it, it, I mean, you you get in your head about it way ahead of time. And you sort of like, even <laughs> yeah. though it's one thing, you think, all right, you know, let me, you know. But then you hit the set and everything just goes out the window because there's so many elements, you know, the costumes, we're talking about the sets or whatever, the other actors that you've watched on TV. And, you, yeah. and um and even though they, you know, it's not like it's a rush there. Like, you know, I've, I've worked on soaps and that is... <laughs> That's just like, oh. you know. It, but it's so fun. Bam, I bam, love bam, working bam. on soaps. Yeah, but I mean, it's a machine, you know. Yeah. Um, they have a little more time with this, but, you know, uh, and a little more money and you yeah. know, stuff like that. So, but still, you have to get the shot. So, um, and obviously, when you have that one line, you're not the priority. So, it's not like yeah. you're going to go, hey, can I, can I get another take? I don't really feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> no, that's not your place, you know. No. So, but. Um, so um, you, hold on, everybody. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I just. 
being a little weird about it. I just felt like the words didn't come out. I, like, uh, but here, I, I know this. This is where I cough. Okay, this is my <laughs> coughing scene. I have a cough. I'm at the table and I do a cough because I'm clearly upset by the discussion that the main characters are having at the table next to me. <laughs> now I want them to know that it's not just a cough. It's a me saying, "Hey, that discussion is not appropriate for this restaurant." So when I do it, uh, it's lunch, everybody. I'm, oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, does anybody know a good place around here with cuisine that would induce coughing? I know where there's a bathtub full of gin. Booze expert, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> go go make out with the mannequin some more. Talking mannequin. Um, so uh, <laughs> so uh, you get to do some scenes with Tony Carnavale, right? Bobby Carnavale, yep. oh, shit, yeah. Oh, fuck. My He's Irish brain. Just made every Italian name the same Italian name in my head. <laughs> uh, Such a stereotype. No, it's, actually, there's a guy named Tony Carnavale who's an improviser in L.A. now that, now in New York, so I mixed up his name all the time. If you uh, go ahead and do yourself the favor and Google Tony Carnavale, he looks <laughs> nothing like Bobby Carnavale. <laughs> you would never guess this guy is Italian. Uh, but, okay, so Bobby Carnavale. And did you? What other, what other big actors did you... Do scenes with? Um, well, I was in a scene with uh, Buscemi or Buscemi or however, however yeah. you say it. Um, and, uh, Don't ask me. I just mixed up Tony and Bobby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was the second scene that I was in in the second episode. I didn't actually say anything there, but um, but I was there. You know, yeah. so, and I was right behind Buscemi. So that was really kind of cool in terms yeah. of. You know, Were you screen. nervous? Um, yeah, a little bit. You know, I mean, he's, he's a real laid back, I mean, just kind of quiet guy, you know. Okay. So, um, um, he kind of keeps to himself, and but he's perfectly nice and like. You weren't given any directions as to how to treat him or anything like that. No, but um, I have to say that when you, I went to catering a couple times, and and like he, I noticed that when he was there, a lot of times they would call the extras back to, you know, their oh, base or whatever. Yeah, because you know, in general, it was pretty loose. It wasn't like you know what I mean. Nobody was like, "I'm a star," but you know, it wasn't like that at all. But I think. They had a tendency. A lot of times, there there was always, you know, there's always henchmen hanging around. They're always like, and sure. they, you know, and they want to chat and they want to, which you know, most people are pretty open to or whatever. But it can get, you know, after a while, a little bit. You we know, just touchy. discussed in the last yeah. podcast that when it comes to famous people, people hang there too long. Yeah, there's going to be lots of people wanting to discuss the end of Ghost World with Buscemi. <laughs> like, what really happened? What do you think really happened? <laughs> or Con Air, like whatever happened to the sequel to Con Air? I, if they're asking him about Con Air, they got some issues. That's all I would ask him. This questions about Con. <laughs> what Air. happened to the sequel to Con Air? What happened to the sequel built around your weird pedo character from Con Air? What do you? T- <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's a bit possible that he could get cornered and you know yeah, and whatever. So um, they would sort of make an excuse for you know background back to you know whatever yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So I would notice yeah. that mm-hmm. just to kind of get, and it wouldn't be by his, his request. And then you went right just, up to him and be like, Steve, just, I, Steve, I can't help but notice that they yeah. keep moving the extras back. Just so you know, we're cool. I can, can keep you guys away. Guys? <laughs> <laughs> can you believe these guys? <laughs> Trying to corner you at the <laughs> catering table. Anyways, in Con Air, your character. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was cool? Um, speaking of uh, Buscemi, um, all of a sudden the sound all of a sudden changed in my Oh, mind. I might have kicked your cord or something. You sound fine over oh, here. That's what you it did. might be your actual mic cord. Way to go. That's nah, all good. I am <laughs> moving around a chair with a mic tucked <laughs> into it. I, I hope I gotta gonna, get a picture. I, t- I took a picture. Yeah. I, I was gonna I, say, yeah, no one, no one knows how good of an actor Mark is except he's talking to me with a straight face while I move <laughs> this turret of a microphone because around I've the room. I've seen you in worse scenarios. 
lot. I've got a lot in the bank. On, uh, I basically, you know. am manning a gun turret on a battleship while I talk to <laughs> Mark. Because I have this mic on a chair. I, I think it's one of the, my finest moments. Uh, we'll have to get photos of this up on the Facebook page and, and Twitter accounts. But I, I was just going to say real quick, speaking of Buscemi, is that yeah. um, we had a reshoot, actually, that scene um, that I you know that we did with him in the diner and that I, I didn't say anything, but I was there and whatever. And so we had to come back and redo it because of some kind of – they needed an establishing shot or whatever. Yeah. So that day was actually when the Emmy nominations um, came out and – Steve was nominated for an Emmy, so I actually got to. We didn't have much of a conversation, but you know, we were on set together, yeah, saying hi, saying whatever, and I got to kind of congratulate him on the. Hey, oh, that's exciting! So it's you know, what I mean, that's kind of a cool. And not to mention the people in the in the you know hair and makeup right, um, trailer the, that had just gotten nominated and stuff like great. that. You know, yeah. people that are kind of making you look good and stuff like that. Say, hey, by the way, congrats! You know, so that was cool. That is awesome. Yeah. And then uh, your scenes with Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Especially you get you, you get beat up. Yeah. Uh, take us through the process of that. I mean, because because not only getting beat up is super hard because it is something still very physical. Yeah. And then you actually also have to get a shitload of makeup done and that kind of stuff, and that takes time. How long is that whole ordeal for you? Is that is this your biggest longest? Uh, outing with the with the show yeah i mean that was an intense day because it was a lot of you know choreographing it um making it work you know in front of the camera trying to make it look as real as possible oh and this is this is a great side bit bobby picks up the baton right and we're just walking through it and he's like all right so i'm gonna grab the baton i come to you blah blah, blah. and he and he goes to swing it and the thing i mean it looks it's as far as I'm concerned, it's real. It's yeah, a wooden baton. <laughs> he brings it down on my knee, and all of a sudden, I feel that it's you know styrofoam or you know whatever it is. It's rubber. Oh, you didn't see a I switch. I had no idea that it was fake. And he sees my face, and he's like, "Oh my god, did, I'm sorry, that hurt." And I was like, "No, but I thought it was going to." <laughs> I didn't know it was. And the, and the stage combat guy or whatever, you know, the stunt coordinator was like, "I'm sorry, that was supposed to be the first step. I should have told you that was fake." Uh, so, <laughs> so that you know, kind of crapped my pants for a minute, a minute there. But um, so then we get through it, and like you know, it's just a matter of you know getting everything right and it's tough you know the timing you know because you're, i'm not actually getting hit but i have to you know it was a lot of different you know and when they cut it up it actually wasn't nearly as sort of like brutal as it could have been they did mm. some serious close-ups of my head bleeding on the Ooh. ground and you know so they didn't do a lot of that stuff but the craziest thing was that they actually did that makeup of my bloody face ahead of time they sort of bloodied my face ahead of time and they said then we're going to go through it do the thing, and then we'll wipe it off and do, you know, and I was like, how's that going to work? And they said, well, we're going to wipe it and post. Basically, they were going to, you know, clean wipe. you up. Yeah. Like, so. So kind of went in what? reverse So they order? shot it. Yeah, they shot it, up, me all bloodied, and then we, they wiped it off. We sort of went through the motions, not even full out, just kind of went through the motions so that they could capture my clean face without the blood and put it on. Oh. For That's why I was that wondering. is Because I was thinking, well. That that's probably I guess that's the more elegant solution. Saves them time and effort because if you have to pause and do a le- another le- layer, it's a of lot makeup, harder to all of a sudden be bloodied. Yeah, I mean, so that's right. that's so how they start sort of, with the the full mess. Yeah, and, and then, then wipe take it my down. clean face off of my bloodied face. Exactly what <laughs> I was going to ask him about. Wow, okay, because I would think because you, you'd have to stop between every take. Yeah, do twenty to thirty minutes of makeup. Yeah, and then you know, and then match all those shots back. 
So to go to work in reverse order makes it kind of sense. Yeah, I mean to be fair, that like I said in the in the cut, they didn't really use that. I mean, it, they they left a lot to the imagination. It was more, which I think was really effective because mm-hmm. you just see him coming down, but you didn't see the close up. Yeah. But they had it if they needed it. And <laughs> the violence off screen always the more yeah, it's in, it's in your brain, it's more horrific. Yeah, and let me tell you, you said you you know watching it, you were like, oh my god, my, can you imagine my mom? Was like flipping her shit. I'm sure <laughs> she's watching her what baby like, child. Getting, Matt Donnelly's getting the shit beaten out of him. You? <laughs> no, that was my dad. Oh, that was your dad. Yeah. I'm sorry, he yeah. still gets us confused. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see Matt Donnelly's on television. What's going on with you, pal? Huh? When's your big break coming? I got to tell you, I just tell my parents that I'm you as well. They think I'm doing really good. I don't even know I have a podcast. <laughs> they just keep calling me, asking me how million dollar quartet is. Yeah, my dad just keeps calling me and saying, "When are you going to get a career like Matt?" <laughs> <laughs> no, Dad, that's me. That's <laughs> um, so uh, let's shift gears a little bit because uh, you ended up here in town because uh, you are Sam Phillips in the Million Dollar Quartet. And if anyone has not seen the show, Sam Phillips really is the uh, kind of crux of the show. It, you have this weird kind of safe, <laughs> uh, almost like anonymousness, like outside the show. Your role, everyone thinks about Jerry Lee Lewis, Elvis, um, Johnny Cash, and Carl Perkins. Meanwhile, the show really is uh, carried emotionally through the guy who runs the record store. Yeah, right? yeah, Sam it's, Phillips. It's a it's a bit of a the record store, record label, record, record store, record store. <laughs> <laughs> just sell records. I'm thinking of like the old Jack Black '80s movie, yeah, or whatever. Uh, anyhow, you run the 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 uh, Wait, did you yeah, say Jack Black '80s movie. 90s? What are you thinking? High Fidelity? Yeah, High Fidelity. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. High Fidelity. That's the musical I watched when I went and thought I saw you. Uh, is that mean that I hit you again? I, I'm going to switch knees. I'll That's switch right. knees. <laughs> <laughs> um, sounds so much better. So, um, yeah, I mean, Sam, uh, Sam Phillips is, uh, he created uh, Sun Records in Memphis, Tennessee out right. of an um, auto parts shop. You know, it was like this little corner store. Um, decided to he, that he wanted to make records. So, um, and he was kind of one of the first people to. He was at the time he was recording a lot of like um, black artists that people wouldn't really touch at the time because that was not you know a thing. You know, uh, they were down on Beale Street, you know, entertaining you know um, the masses and stuff like that. But um, it was kind of taboo to record them. And he he um, he did that, and then he sort of started to stumble on, upon people like you know Johnny Cash, Elvis, and you know, and he saw especially in Elvis, you know that. He sort of had that, you know. Sam Phillips was on record saying, "I think black people can sing," and everyone was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> well, he grew up. He grew up in the cotton fields and stuff yeah. like that, and he was, you know, sharecropper, his family and stuff like that. So he kind of he didn't see that as a as a problem as a thing. He was yeah. like, "I am inspired Part by this world. music," you know. Yeah. And so when he heard, and that's why you know Carl Perkins, he he you know he was a sharecropper and he really saw that in him said oh man you got some soul you you know from that music from the fields and you know whatnot has obviously inspired you so he picked up on that and he thought um, Elvis he was like wow this is a white kid that that you know can capture that sort of black sound that people haven't been exposed to yet because it's the world's afraid of it you know how can I so um, everything people accused Elvis of was actually true just through Sam Phillips brain what's that like everyone accused Elvis of ripping off black music Right. Actually, yeah, it was like yeah. Sam Phillips was like, yeah, "You're half right," but his, I kind of yeah. did and, that. And it's kind of a, I mean, it's kind of a funny thing because in a way, you think, "Oh, well, you know, he kind of pushed some of these black artists that he was, you know, recording aside to kind of focus on somebody like Elvis and bring them to the forefront or whatever else." Yeah. Um, a white a white guy doing black you know people's music and stuff like that. But at the same time, you can also say that like, I mean, that was really integral to. 
getting that kind of music out to the mainstream and to the public and, and, and yeah. get them to accept it in a, in a face that they could accept and you, then translate that to... Of course, you know, and you can see both sides of the argument, but also you can see a guy that, that had uh, obviously an open mind enough to, to, to and a passion to want to get that kind of music recorded. Yeah. And he was a businessman who wanted to run a record label and not necessarily be... Uh, a, a fighter of yeah, sorts. Yeah, and he wanted to sell records, and that's, yeah. it was really hard to, to sell records at that time. People, you know. Now, how much did you know about him before you took on this role? Um, not much, honestly. I remember when it came to Broadway, and I, I just like you said, I mean, I knew about the quartet. You know, I was yeah. like, um, all right, th- it's about these four guys, and then that's it. Because when you go see the show, like you're so curious about these guys, and at the end, all your curiosity is on Sam Phillips. All of your, all of your, the kind of things you want to go yeah, home I think that's and Google and find out if it's true. Yeah, you I mean, really I, want to just know about this guy. You, you come for the stars that, you know, that Sam sort of found and created, um, but then you sort of realize um, where they came from and how, you know, he sort of, um, what he saw in them and how um, he helped them develop their sound and how it really kind of... Uh, was the birth of rock and roll, and it really changed the you know the music scene forever. And it, out of this small rinky-dink little studio in Memphis, Tennessee, you know, so um, that's kind of the fun part. Is like, and of course, you're not going to promote the show with Sam Phillips because a lot of people don't even know he is. Right, so right, right. You're going to promote it with these big stars that became, you know, yeah. and then and then sort of you know you come for that and then you stay for the story and you kind of go, wow, this is. I mean, this really happened. And um, and and Sam was, I mean, he was the literally the first non-musician inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So you know, it came back around eventually. Like I think for a while, you know, a lot of these when the, as the stars got bigger, they kind of distanced themselves sure. from Sun. It was like this rinky-dink little operation that was like, oh, you know, yeah. But then it kind of came back around around I guess the '80s that people. It's like went, how many of us don't want to admit we started in comedy sports, right, Paul? <laughs> I didn't start in comedy sports. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I did. I didn't. No, I know I did. I I, theater sports, yeah. Well, improv Nito. <laughs> What's better? <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> um, and so what's what's great about the show, if you haven't seen it, it's a great show. And, of course, there's, you know, writing and, and people kind of, uh, you know, enjoying and embellishing uh, a moment where these four stars actually did actually kind of meet. But the show goes in a certain direction. After a while, you're there's a part of your analytical brain being like, did this even really go down at all or is when, and then all of a sudden it really culminates beautifully in this moment that and I won't want give I don't want to give too much away but it really smacks you and goes like yeah this there definitely is a part of this that definitely happened yeah and, and and a very cool thing did happen when it did um and it culminates in a nice moment with you and your character and uh but I, I want to bring up Mark that I was there on a night where one of the hardest things I think an actor has to deal with oh my God. happened that's I, right I've seen the show probably a half a dozen times at this point right and I've gotten to know a lot of the cast uh but of course I'm always rooting for Mark my buddy from college you know carrying the show mm-hmm. and uh, they don't know that it's near the end of the show the show really zips right along um and and goes through its arc and, and Mark is really winding up to this kind of beautiful uh, monologue part of the show that kind of puts a nice little bow on it and uh, and Vegas audiences are just not Broadway audiences you know and so Mark's going to talk and, and we've been watching now here's the thing this we're like 90% of the way through the show mm-hmm. 90% so by now y- you should have gathered even if you th- even if you thought if you've mistakenly purchased tickets that you thought you were going to see some impersonator show. <laughs> like, even if you didn't realize, like, by this point, there has been monologues. There has been, you know, uh, split screens. A fourth wall has been up the whole time. It's a play. There is there is a play a lot of music. A lot of music happening. There is a play. And uh, and Mark is going and right right about to hit the, 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 the stride for this beautiful monologue. And this woman just goes, 
Can you sing? Do you sing? Do you sing? <laughs> Do you sing? Shouting at him from like the third oh. row. Just shouting at him. And, this, and, and, the, and the show is at the Harris showroom. It's a beautiful little showroom. It's an uh-huh. intimate showroom. Holds, holds like 700 or something like that. Uh, um, 500 and change, I think. 500 and change. Uh, I round up to the nearest 700. And um, <laughs> no, so what it means is like it's a smaller room. And, yeah. and for this show, it's, it's only a six person cast. So it's a great, it's a great spot uh, uh, to see it. Um, and, and so this woman can be heard, is what I'm saying. Yes. Do you sing? <laughs> <laughs> she clearly clocked the fact that, like, you know, like everybody else, you know, in the, in the show Comes up. Has, has sung or played yep. or done some, something musical. My, my responsibility is mainly the storytelling <laughs> of the show. And, you know, the, and so, but that wasn't enough for her. She really wanted to know if I could sing as well, you know. <laughs> it's like, but it was the most inappropriate time. In the the I mean, worst no time. Of the show. time yeah. No, but, but it is the worst time, I believe, well, for because, your character. I mean, in, in other it's the emotional yes. key. Yeah, yeah, because other times I talk to the audience, and honestly, if it was at the top of the show, when I, I probably would have said something back. I sure. would have get fired back and try to, you yeah. know, yeah, there's I do several moments where you wall, could, whatever. Yeah. But that is a solemn, really special moment. I was like, <laughs> and I thought, wait, what do I do? I mean, do, should I? <laughs> no, I got yeah, what just do you do? Kind of push through, you know? But uh, I, I just—it's so funny that my, really keeps you on your. Toes I'm in the in show town. like my—that drives me crazy, and I literally like the madness of trying to figure out this woman's thing was made my blood boil. Like I was like, I want to kill this person because you're like, how do you how how up until this point? Have you thought like why isn't anyone else shouted at the cast? You can't. There's no. There's no way you like. It's, exactly. It's the more you fascinating. Yes. And and I mean, there's there's many times where I I sort of go. You know, I'm I'm doing the show. I'm talking to the audience, and we're or we're doing a side scene, and all of a sudden, you know, I, like I can just feel this vibe, whether it's somebody talking or not or whatever. But I feel this vibe of certain people are just kind of like. When are you going to shut the fuck up and and let them play some music oh, again? Like, you know I mean? like some people are like hanging on every word. They love it. Yeah, you know, yeah they're really yeah. into it. But some people are just they just no, just came here for music. No Why are you talking so much? Yeah. You know, <laughs> that is tough. That is tough. And you really just don't know who's going to walk in the door every night. I mean, this has to be live live theater wise. This has to be one of your most fascinating experiences right oh absolutely and and i mean i had gotten i i had sort of gotten away from the live theater for a little while because i was doing some of the tv stuff i was actually even before boardwalk i was really making a living doing commercials and voiceovers that was like pretty yeah. much my bread and butter and um hadn't done live theater for a while let alone i'd never done an extended run like this i'd mm. done summer stock and you know and, but nothing more than like you know a four-week gig or you know something like that and this is eight shows a week at like constant, um, it is it is such a great experience, and I, I I feel very fortunate that I do speak to the audience, even though it does <laughs> it, it does get it sketchy sometimes. Yeah. In a way, it's good because it keeps you on your toes. Because I feel like you know doing eight shows a week, it can get old after a while. But when you you have to sort of read the vibe of the audience every night, and you have to sort of play off of that, and you really have to that really keeps it fresh, you know. So, um, but do you, Mark? Do you sing? <laughs> Oh, I was—I thought you were going to say, "Do you keep it fresh?" No, uh, I do sing. I do sing. That's—that's um, uh, that's one thing that, that you know. Unfortunately about this show, I don't really get a chance to. Has you know, there been a debate but, in your head as to whether or not to just put your words to music <laughs> and just song poem the rest of that show? Just, just totally just, sing your just, monologue. Just sing every monologue. <laughs> no, but I've—I've I've wanted to like poetry slam it. You know, right? You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've got a contract renewal for Elvis. Um, <laughs> Uh, 
Now, this I have a that, question for you. is a is a weird It's a weird curiosity, right? So, in the show, you have a recording studio there, and then there's like a booth, recording booth, and then several yeah. times, just to break up the space, your blocking takes you off of the recording floor into the booth, mm-hmm. and then you get on the booth, and sometimes you get on a telephone. And I've seen the show uh, enough times to know that you don't go to the telephone the same way every time. <laughs> So I'm very curious about this telephone. The telephone? You saw, you've seen me on the telephone? I've seen you on the telephone. And I try to I've be discreet you. about that because that's not actually, you know, you know what that is? <laughs> <laughs> that's me telling somebody backstage that there's some idiot talking out the front or something. <laughs> oh, it's not even in the... No, no. The telephone's not there. There used to be a prop telephone there, but in this sort of abbreviated Vegas version of the show, the phone call that usually happens doesn't happen. I mean, there's a phone that rings, but so it's they, just a you so know, sound cue. replaced it with... So there's, there's just a phone in there that I can talk to, like, backstage with. Oh, it's like a stage manager? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, and I can say, hey, there's some asshole in the front row taking pictures or, you know, doing or whatever. You know, uh, Matt, Matt Donnelly's being real abusive yeah. uh, out in the yeah, audience. Yeah. If you He's yelling at someone in the third escort row. Escort him out, Like, please. I fucking sing, bitch. <laughs> great, you know it was great <clears throat> great one the other night another one of those sort of quieter solemn moments is like that outdoor scene with myself and, and Diane where um, you know I just found out that everybody's kind of leaving the coop and I'm you know stressed out and pissed off and you know whatever spoiler and um, <clears throat> all of a sudden it gets you know to a real quiet moment where for once there's actually no underscoring there's no music you know I talk about being in the studio by myself and you know it's kind of introspective whatever all of a sudden I hear click and feel a flash and then i hear no so on three uh, on multiple levels yeah first of all that's the most inappropriate you're not supposed to take pictures at all but yeah it's the most inappropriate time to take a picture with a flash with a winding and who the fuck disposable camera camera anymore that's the other part you got your photo taken by a time traveler right like who still has those clickety windy and he thought not not only am i gonna take this picture you have to warm up the flash you have to do a little click i'm surprised they didn't hear that yeah And he didn't even, you know, he click and then flash and then go like, I should probably wait yeah, to wind it up until there's some music to cover yeah, yeah. it. No, no, just. Yeah. Well, it could be the lack, of, the lack of etiquette was boundless. They didn't have yeah. a, they didn't have a higher ceiling than the rest of us. Wow, that's great. Wow. A click. What's the fun saver? Right. What are those called? Disposable camera. Disposable yeah, camera. Yeah. yeah. yeah so, I love it. When so, we when we first opened up Star Trek: The Experience, we had tons of those for sale. Right. Like, yeah. That's yeah. How ancient. And now they're oh, gone. Man. Yeah, because where even, can you even get one now? That's what I mean. Like, they, do, I guess they are. Do I, pharmacies I, even still develop that? I guess shit? in Vegas they do have them. Yeah, but I, I feel like I bet you they have them at Disneyland. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like if sure. you're all of a sudden like you know in the souvenir shop and they sell them for like a hundred bucks a pop because it's like if you don't have a camera you're gonna. <laughs> yeah, but at this point everybody has it on their phone. Yeah, and where would you even get the stuff developed? I don't know. Are there still you a have lot to understand of... that most of most of our audiences they. They were alive in the fifties. Okay, like, yeah, you know, and they so, know exactly. This is a lady who got a deal online for yeah. thirty of these ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She still, she still got each fun saver, each vacation, and she's Ooh. she's got an eight track player at home and, and <laughs> thinks that's top of the yeah, line. She's gonna, that shit, that's just going to develop into slides. That's not going into. That's not even going into pictures. Oh, my dad has so many slides. The, at the, home. She's coming over for the slideshow. Awesome, but it's that's what that phone is become used for. <laughs> I, it's funny because it's just so there, there is someone on the other end. Yeah, and it's, I always it's, thought you're just doing business. No, I just want to bust no. your balls about doing business. No, and, and, I mean, he's doing guess, real business. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm not sure it's like period. So I try to like you know 
kind of keeping it <laughs> Oh, like how do you so, talk on the phone in the 50s? No, no, the style of the <laughs> no, phone. No, the, the phone oh, itself, the, phone itself the like, receiver. Like, like, I think it might be a little too modern. Yeah, so he's worried about to, how know. do you talk on the phone in the 50s? What the fuck? How do you talk on the phone in the 50s? Is yeah, this right? See? Yeah. Hey, uh. <laughs> as soon as you pick up a phone in the 50s, it had to be, hey there. <laughs> You just, you what do you the, say? What do you know? Oh, there's somebody on the front row. Ahoy, hoy. You had to pretend like you're even older where you go to click the, the front clicker yeah. of the thing, and then it's you're like, oh, wait, uh, <laughs> this phone's already attached. Not that old, oh. but it's really just... Now back, Pennsylvania 3. It's really just there if, like, something you know, went wrong on stage or something like that, like, say something happened with one of the instruments and we yeah. need to, you know, change out a string or... Who knows? You know, stuff like that. But that's what it's sort of become used for oh, because man. of these, you know, because of the Vegas audience. And tr- I mean, trust so me, you I, are, I love you're just the, ratting everybody out. Yeah, that's what that phone well, is fucking. It's one of those things, and like, and, and it's not, you know, it's not uh, because I have the access to that. It, yeah. It's not just me. Like, I get asked the other people on the station, like, can you call about, you know, like, yeah. oh, amazing. Like, you know, it's there. So, like, I'm kind of the liaison, you know. That's also and, the funniest <laughs> thing about like Broadway shows and, and that style of a show is the amount of communication that happens on stage. When you hear stories about that, you're, you you think if you saw the show, you're like, that's impossible. Like, I'm but, watching everyone the whole time. No, a, a lot of stuff and I going can't, on. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, my wife's in Jersey Boys, and now when I go see the show, I've seen that show probably like 15 times here. I don't, I can't even watch the show anymore. All I do now is know how to look away from what's lit, and I can watch everyone communicate with each other. Like, once you can see that, yeah. you can't unsee it. And yeah. so it, it, the anti-attention thing grabs your eyes, and yeah. you just watch people communicate and, and bust balls and make jokes and make people laugh and, and stuff. It, and it's a, thin, it's, a, it's a fine line because, you know, I mean, it's a hot, very high-energy show. And yeah. it, does, it does sort of ask for a lot of, like, you know, participation, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, like I said, I speak to the audience, not to mention, at, you know, at the end it's a very sort of, like, get up out of your seats, get into it, you know, kind of thing. Um, but, you know, there are those quiet moments where it's not really appropriate and people don't quite understand. They don't the, go the with difference, the, you know? don't go with the flow. Well, everybody just yells at their television now. I also just, it's, exactly. Well, that's the thing. They think it's a television they screen and they yeah. think that you can't hear them. And yeah. I mean, the thing is, it's, it's, it's the aspect of not only like, can we hear them because they're on the front row. So yeah. the actors can, you know, and, and it's distracting, but uh, more so to me, even than that is, is honestly the people around them. I feel yeah. like I, I don't want it to, you know, ruin the experience. That's exactly that, right. You know, and, and, and so, you were right as the person who's not talking and I hear that person talking, it drives me bananas. Right. You just don't want, you know, that to sour it for, for the other people. And you, you don't want to stifle them either. It's like, have a good time, do your thing. But you yeah, know, we so. went to see once a couple weeks ago, yeah. the wife and I, and, uh, I, I was fine with it. I didn't notice, but my wife was like, there was so much old people mumbling questions <laughs> and candy wrappers. The candy wrappers is a real thing. Yeah. Like candy uh, wrappers was out of control for a, her. She almost joke. couldn't even enjoy the show. There's a joke about that in the, uh, there's there's some candy there wrapper action yep. from Ready right there. Crinkling Foley work. <laughs> Ready rich with the Foley work. That's pretty badass. That's, that's authentic candy crinkling you right guys, there. You uh, guys' sound effects are impressive. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. We I, I now know why you uh, won an award for uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Best of Vegas. Seven. Can, Welcome to the magic, on, my friend. Congrats on that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. you. I feel like Steve Buscemi <laughs> on my reshoot right now. Um. <laughs> Red alert. <laughs> Uh, we'll get back to Midnight Quartet, Mark. I, I, with Paul in the room, I'd be reminiscent. You probably don't want to talk about this at all, but I, I have to talk to you about this. What's that? In New Jersey, early on, early gig for you, you were the king <laughs> in medieval times. <laughs> That's right. This, 
is probably your least favorite thing to talk about. But for Paul and I, probably would be the most fun thing to talk about ever. <laughs> no, man, it's you know that's the chapter of my life. That was I mean it was a huge part of my life. I was yeah, you know that was my my survival gig for mm-hmm. years. You know, and that's and, the thing. And, and, and when you know, and, and, and actors always you know people always assume there's so much you know uh, I don't know like uh, highs and lows or rankings or whatever. But like uh, you know, you, you took a path of working is working. Like since you're doing that gig, you're working as an as an artist. Well, yeah, no, but yeah, but that didn't, I didn't consider it that. I mean, that was, <laughs> honestly, it, it, it's not. You know, that that wasn't like, oh, this is this is an acting gig that's gonna get me. You know, no, uh, I don't no, think, it, no, no one thinks it's gonna get you. <laughs> no, anyway, no one's gonna be like, dude, this guy but, for this movie, or even I saw this king at medieval times. Yeah, right. But it's doing what you like, and it's it's in your field, and it's paying the bills. Sure, absolutely. I definitely. I mean, I was very grateful to be performing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but I did not. I didn't. I didn't see it as I'm a working actor at this point. W- what this is sure. allowing me to do, because it, it's a bit of a flexible schedule and whatever else, is to pursue being an actor. Correct. Yes, I'm yes, certainly yes. not going to put this on my resume, but but I tell you what. I mean, I had you know I, I did a mailing when I was you know trying to get an agent and stuff like that. I did a mailing uh, to a whole bunch of agents saying, "Hey, I do the. I also did the master ceremonies, probably more than the king, actually." Um, and um, and that's a great sort of hosting you know role in its um, oh so on the MC part of the resume that works <laughs> yeah, is, right, yeah. is the MC a wizard no no the wi- wizard is somebody the, different the MC is just the the guy that kind of gets the crowd going he introduces all the knights you're the red and yellow knight right but he, there he, it is we got a little taste right I got there. it <laughs> got a little taste I, I'm, I'm tingling is it <laughs> is it from are you from our time. Or are you from medieval times as the MC? From medieval times, it's um, it's what the like you know 11th century or something like that in Spain. So but the, we all use British accents. So the so <laughs> that's what I'm asking. So the character of the MC is 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 a medieval MC. Yeah, you're not okay. So what was your costume for the MC? Oh gosh, it was um, it changed um, a couple times because like they, they would change the show puffy, every like. Puffy Sleeves, not puffy, but you know, sort of velvety and long and grand. And, and the the last one was the best. Velvety and long ca- and grand. We call <laughs> it, I hear it all the time. Uh, just when I thought we didn't have an episode title, <laughs> we call we call the last one the Technicolor Gay Coat because it was like <laughs> it was really it, the colors were. Woo. No, it was something else. I love it. But, but medieval times just is its own. I mean, it's gigantic. It's its own fucking world, right? Oh yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. That was a. You know. 1,500-seat arena, something like yeah. that. So, and on a given night, I could be performing in front of that many people, which was really cool. And I was riding a horse, um, which I, I learned to do for that gig. And I um, that actually got me a commercial once because I could actually ride a horse. So that See? was... yeah. There you go. I'd love to skills. do that, like, in a film someday. Maybe I have that skill. So, you know, um, that's kind of nice. But um, Hollywood, are you did listening? You, did you let Mishimi know that? Like, <laughs> you know what? Congratulations on your enemy in that. You know, I can ride a horse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not on my resume, but, you know, Medieval Times... I know, I know there's a lot of, well, there's well, a lot of automobiles is... in this time, but there's also a lot of horses still around in the 30s, right? right, 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 right. A lot of horses? Huh? Well, medieval that? Times is not on my resume, but horseback riding, uh, bull whip, uh, sword combat, and jousting. I and these are all are because they're like... Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and condescending maidens as well. That's on your Condescending resume. to maidens? Yeah, condescending to maidens. On there was resume. no Pepsi in Medieval Times, therefore <laughs> there is no yeah. Pepsi at Medieval Times. <laughs> and I, let me tell you, the, especially in New Jersey, I don't know about the other uh, castles, but especially in the New Jersey castle, the wenches are just like that because, yeah. you done. know... Yeah, they're, they're just they're like, welcome to Medieval Times... 
What do you want? You know, it's just yeah. like the, the attitude that you're, you know, it's, it's perfect. And no, nobody really tries to like do the accent. It's the funniest thing. It's the, it's the most, it's the weirdest thing that medieval times and all their locations that one of them is in northern New Jersey. Like, I mean, it makes sense, of course, from a market perspective, like New York and its drive and whatever else. But like in terms of like horseback riding and the appreciation of like that kind of like stuff just is not North Jersey. Like there's nothing North Jersey about Ren Faire and that kind of Yeah, not really. Arena. I mean, I guess it's well, it's, it's sort of the New York, you know, location. But right. It, they couldn't put a castle in the middle of Manhattan, so they no just put how it hard they tried out near giant stadium, and that's yeah. you know sort of the. Uh, but um, but yeah, I mean it's uh, you know they they rely a lot on on tourist uh, action, but also it's it's a, you'd be amazed by the local people that come back time and time and time again. Like, yeah, it's I really... would not be amazed. No, Paul, <laughs> I get it. Paul, I what was the nearest it. medieval times where you grew up, Paul? Dude, no, the only one I went to was in Florida. Yeah. So that's the thing. Like this is this is this is this is when I was a wee tot, and we went yeah. to we went to Disney. But medieval times was as strong a memory as oh, any, yeah. of the, any of the I, Disney World same stuff. For me, I mean, I, you get delu- disillusioned about it after when you work there for you know ten plus years. Mm-hmm, but sure. I remember I, w- I went there on a, a, a trip in like high school or something like that. We went and, and I was absolutely blown away. I lost yeah. my voice. I was so pumped. Yeah. yeah I no, like, I <laughs> screaming for your night. Went to medieval times uh, a couple times in Jersey, and uh, one time dressed as a horse myself. We we came and we dressed as. Did you seriously dress as a horse? <laughs> yes. I wore a gigantic horse mask, <laughs> and so did my friend. And in our section, we decided that we were like, we're, "You're just rooting for the horse." We're, no, we're like, we're like 24. Like, not, we're not teenagers. We're like older, and and we're like, we're going. It was my buddy Pat's birthday. And we're like, we're fucking going to medieval times, and we're gonna make it the best fucking night of our lives. Yeah, like, we just we decided we're just full bore, just full enthusiasm. Why? Because it's against the grain of New Jersey. That's why. It's because yeah. it's, it's very. It's it's too typical to be going there and be like, whatever. This is dumb. Like that's the easy route in Jersey. So we decided that we were going to make our section the most enthused section, and I am galloping up and down the aisles and riding and leading my section in cheers. I, we held nothing back, and we had the fucking best night. Yeah. And uh, did, you, times, did your night win? Uh, no, 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 no. Doesn't matter though. No. See, yeah, it's the thing. Right. You can go. There's two ways to go. You go like as a kid and just you know scream your head off and love it. Or you go when you can drink, and you <laughs> go yeah. with a group of friends and just get mm-hmm. rowdy and into mm-hmm. it, and absolutely yeah. love it. And you know uh, that, that reminds me of actually. Do you remember Rob McClure? We went to college with yes. him. It was a little after time. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like you know big Tony nominated. He was nominated for a Tony for Chaplin. He he's you know working with Tony Danza on this that, and he's 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 you know big star now and stuff like that. But he he calls me every once in a while and goes, dude. I want to bring a bunch of people medieval times. You still got uh, still a connection there. Yeah, and he just went recently. Brought like this whole party bus of people from like you know from Chaplin from some of the other shows he's working on to medieval times to just rock it out. You know, for his like their thirty second birthday or whatever it was. It's it's not. (laughs) It's not totally dissimilar from professional wrestling. No, it's a very choreographed, highly physical activity. And, and and there and, is and, a skills competition. That's what I remember. That our night was good at the actual skills. Our night won all of the weird. Oh yeah, the games that they do. The with games the, they do. Yeah, yeah, putting yeah. rings on shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, just that's I it. That's the that's only game. Technical it's name. Different, yeah. different. And versions. now the challenge of putting rings on shit. <laughs> First up, the Green Knight. <laughs> now, what I'm dying to do, Mark, is I want to take you and and your wife. I would love to go to. Um, 
the one here. Excalibur? Excalibur has the Have you off. been? Have you been no, to the I Tournament haven't. of Kings? Tournament of Kings. Because there's no knights anymore. It's all kings. Yeah. They're all oh, really? They amped it up. Well, they, <laughs> they don't the knights like sing or something? Well, it's it's all you know. It's all started as clearly like a departure. Like they clearly like wanted the medieval times. Probably contract negotiations broke down. Mm-hmm. But it's the fucking S caliber. What are we going to do? Not put this type of show in. And so now there's this Crazy. show that's been running there forever yeah. called Tournament of Kings. That is, uh, uh, it's great because everyone comes in expecting it to be medieval times, and there is no wenches. And it's run by the catering department. So what happens is like you go into this hotel and, and you're and you're and you're in a ring like medieval times, you're in a huge ring, and there's a bunch of guys in, in costumes and period pieces and stuff, and then just these, you know, regular ladies, regular ladies in like red red blazers just come up with the name tags and we're like, What do you have? And like there's no and then kind of like, takes you out of it. Yeah, and they're like, Aren't you a wench? And they're like, No, uh, we're, we're, I'm a waiter and I work here. And it's like, That's right. But then the narrator is a wizard. That's where Paul's remembering. Ah, I see. Uh, yeah, I got confused because I saw Medieval Times so long ago. Yeah. But there is a wizard in, in Medieval Times as well. Yeah, uh, a druid, I believe they call him. Whoa. Yeah. Spot check on Manning. Like. This is, hey, this is how they change it up. This is how they, the, the Tournament of Kings guys got away with it. Uh, but you must have, uh, I mean, you must have met so many people working there, right? Oh yeah, especially because that that kind of place is such a turnover of, of staff because it's always you know it's a lot of times it's kids you know working a summer job or doing you know and then you have like lifers that have been like swinging a sword since oh, then, no. you know. Are you still so, close with some of the horses? Uh, yeah, we, <laughs> okay. we um, on Facebook. Yeah, still, sure, sure, sure. I still get yeah. texts. <laughs> Clip, clap, clip, clap. Do you still have any connections to Million Dollar Quartet? <laughs> I'm galloping right through town. Wondered if you could spare a ticket or two. Uh, did you guys see the VIP booth that was all horses tonight? Yeah, those are friends of Mark's. <laughs> They're in town. They're visiting. They're really drunk. <laughs> Can we do something about that? There's a lot of neighing in that quiet part of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a, a a click of a disposable camera, and then it seemed like they were going to try to whine, and they just destroyed the yeah. phone beneath the tube. <laughs> just Stomps just smash the fun, fun the fun <laughs> flick. <laughs> just smash the phone apart. There's a bunch of broken disposable cameras up in that booth. <laughs> Those horses could not operate those disposable cameras for shit. Man, we got. I almost wish we could do a video. We probably can't, but I would love to bring Mark to, 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 to tour him to Kings, point out all the differences. Um, <laughs> that horse is way off his mark. Yeah. <laughs> that, um, that horse is phoning it in. <laughs> He's walking like a modern horse. Yeah, he, that's not a gallop. <laughs> Give me a break. You, you call that a gallop? <laughs> That wasn't a medieval gallop <laughs> Come at all. on. That is Come a, on. That was a 19th century gallop at best. <laughs> <laughs> now, you recently had a, a similar experience on a soap, Mark, where it was almost like your Boardwalk Empire experience. You kind of started with one thing, and now it seems to be growing a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, um, I did four episodes um, what as is a, soap? a private investigator on uh, Young and the Restless. The Young, Young and the Restless. Yeah. Now. Soap, um, soap work is it's good work, right? Yeah, I mean it's um, it's you know it's it's decent money. It's it's um, it's really they're so efficient. You know what I mean? They, That's what just, I love, man. Yeah, I mean it's, it, uh, they have one 
episode to shoot a day. I mean, it's you know they they crank out five a week because they literally air five shows a week, so they're not messing around. So there's no like second take. Like you can almost even stumble on a line. They'll be like, "That ah, that's good." You know. Oh, if on. you're yeah. not one of the stars, they're definitely not stopping for you. And if you do, like the whole set hates your guts when you're yeah. either a, a, an under five or a background. Like, and you are the cause of a second take. Yeah, everyone hates your fucking guts. And um, I remember one time Sarah was doing, um, I forget what soap now, it was a, it was a New York soap. And uh, whatever one that had like the very green hospital, like green painted rooms in the hospital or whatever. Mm. And uh, oh, green hospital, green oh, hospital, yeah, Hosp- yeah, yeah. It's not Drenos, it's the New York one, green, green hospital, hospital, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was Green Hornets Hospital, <laughs> and uh, um, Dr. Cato, stat. Well, we couldn't wait to DVR this one because she, she had an under five as a nurse, and she opens the door and she wheels in. Uh, an older lady to visit someone in a hospital bed, and the door just keeps going and just hears it just clank right up against the back wall. It just goes like clank, and then Sarah even makes a face like e, like makes like a yikes face, and then delivers her line almost like half heartedly because there's no way we're, they're gonna go, they're gonna roll with this take. And then, and then the lady says her line, and the other lady responds, and it's a short little scene. And Sarah is already like wheeling the girl back, like back to one, and they literally like, just go like, Done. "Moving on, moving on." And <laughs> then, great, that was great. She's like, "No way, no, this cannot be happening." <laughs> and so we set the DVR because she's like, swears like they must be able to cut this scene or cut that part out. There's no way it's in. Sure enough, they they will roll in, and you just all you can watch is the door. The door's just going too hot. Door's too hot. Opening too hot, and the door just fucking. <laughs> Clanks up against the wall. Sarah makes, <laughs> Sarah makes the e face, delivers her line, and that and it's not even a cutaway. Like the full face and line in the soap she opera. Was in the moment. That's in the moment. That's authentic. They can't knock that. They, they probably liked it. That. Oh my god! I, on, on one of the episodes I was on, I, I remember I was watching the uh, the playback. Actually, like you know, you can see the feed of of you know it was before I was filming my scene, and they're filming a scene with Mo, Mo Rocca is is now oh, he's, on, he's that, on that on that show. Oh yeah. right, he's all like salt and pepper and stuff. Like, yeah. it, and uh, he's doing the scene at a table, and he sits down, and like there's there's silverware everywhere, <laughs> and he kept making these gestures and hitting the silverware, knocking, and it's clink clank clink clink clink, and I'm like, oh my god, they're not going to use this, and they did. Yeah, I mean, like. I'm watching it, uh, the the episode on TV. Moving on, <laughs> moving on. But it works for him because he's kind of a quirky, you know. Right, what I mean? Like, yeah. I guess that's sort of how you. That's what the editor is saying to the director. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can work with that. Go ahead, <laughs> move it on. It's in character. Oh man, but so upside the best, like, because you know, in New York we did the Neutrino Video Projects where we would do an improvised movie. We'd run outside, shoot it, and then run everything back in. And you have to shoot everything in order, and you shoot all the camera angles. So you do everything super fast. Yeah. And I loved doing that show. And so when I got into a soap set and realized how fast. That worked. I was loving it. I loved how fast soaps work. And I was like, God, because, you know, after that, I was doing independent films, and films move so slow, yeah. and independent films can move very slow. But it's re- it really is tough, going back to what you were saying about, like, yeah. you know, the Boardwalk Empire part and how it started with the one line, um, you know, that that is so much more of a challenge, you know, and, and especially on the soap when they do move so quickly. Um, to really kind of nail what you and, and that's an, and that's an art in and of itself to just nail it mm-hmm. the first time and yeah. really not you know um, oh and I laugh because if they just pan down on every soap all you'd see is scripts on the floor yeah right like they all are just reading the scripts getting the lines down and they drop it and they do that take and I mean it's one thing if you have a whole scene and you have a, 
uh, you know, dialogue back and forth, and y you can get into it, and you can really sort of like you know hit your stride and whatever, and you do it a time or two and whatever, and and there's going to be something in there that you can really nail. But when you just have that one shot, and that's it, I mean, that's 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 really all you're thinking tough. about, yeah. yeah. You know, so it's um, now. What part are you again? You're a bounty hunter. Uh, private investigator. Private investigator. For, bounty for hunter. Vic, Victor. <laughs> if, if if you had to recast Mark as me, it would become a bounty hunter. But he is a private that investigator. That sounds a lot, you know, uh, a lot more interesting. Dirtier. Actually. But like I'm it. literally called. I'm just I'm a bounty hunter <laughs> for the hospital. Oh my gosh! So I I guess I I, I don't know. I I, I feel like I, I just want to say the soap that I was working on. But I was doing background work on a soap, and they uh, it was a soap that recently brought in actors from this other soap. Uh, they incorporated into the soap. Uh, and it takes place at a hospital. Okay, so uh, um, and I, we're working with this one actor, and and I and I've heard this actor before. This actor talks completely normal, and then in their soap character, whatever that character is, suddenly talks like this. He just has a deep, smoky voice, but in a body and a throat that doesn't support it at all, and it's really distracting. And I remember, like they're they're going going through the rehearsals, and I've been I've got I think I know who this I've is. I've done background this work is, on this soap yeah. before, and so I'm a, and then and I'm working with this actor who's also doing background work with me, and 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 uh, I hope I should I shouldn't talk too out of school. I'm about to go back to I'm working on the soap again on Monday, but um, you hope uh, you yeah, hope for now for now uh, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, and I'm looking at this actor, and I said, uh, and he, and he, and he the, the actor the the main actor that I'm talking about is talking normally to everyone, and then he's about to roll, and and I look at this. Uh, actor I'm working with and I say like have you ever uh, worked your voice and I was like have you seen this guy in character before and, and, he, and she goes no and I go uh, get ready and she's like what <laughs> and then we're looking at each other and we're pretending to talk to each other as it rolls and all of a sudden he's like hello how's it going welcome to the thing and she looks at me like someone <laughs> yeah like someone like tasered her butthole <laughs> like she is like what like how that's, do I that's happened to me before and uh, uh yes laugh her I, mean, ass off. I can't come without it but that's um to sneeze at. <laughs> but uh i like she like looks at me and like and the whole thing about extra work is just trying not to break uh -huh. and like is you don't want to be the cause of the second take and so she's just trying to stay focused and i was like i'm so sorry i don't know if it's better to warn you yeah, or not I'm warn so, you so, no I'm i was so loving sorry. every second of it right i'm so sorry that, i set you up for this yeah and the other fun background story is that like playing pool there's a pool table uh -huh. and you can't hit balls and other balls they make noise so you just have to, you just <laughs> you have to poke miss. yeah you have to poke Either nothing or poke balls that just go you bumper just to bumper. You have to be really good at being really bad. Yeah, exactly. And so I was working with this uh, actor who's now he's now pretty big. He's, he's not doing background work with me anytime soon. But uh, uh, he he was he was he was doing it with me at the time. He just moved to L.A. and uh, we were friends in New York. And so we're talking, and he literally thinks I'm busting his balls. So like we're talk, we, we fake talk when when the cameras start rolling, and I just wind up, really make it look nice, and then boom, hit the ball to nothing. Like hit the ball just nowhere. And he thinks this is the funniest thing and almost gets that like church laughter going where you can't <laughs> yep. go and it's like a longer scene. And he's just trying so hard not to break. And he's looking at me like, I can't believe you fucked with me my first day on set. <laughs> like, just like, and, and I was like, no. And I'm like, cut. And he's like, you're a fucking asshole. And I was like, no, that's what you do here. You can't make noise. Yeah. It's goldfish yeah, acting. Have, have you ever been in, involved in a, like, a scene where people are dancing? Oh yes, that's the best thing oh, ever. Because so, there's no because, music. Yeah, you, well, they still play it to kind yeah. of get people into the groove. You hear music, music, okay, and music out, and let's, and then all of a sudden, people are dancing to nothing. <laughs> it's the as, as the camera rolls, and you're just watching people just 
Oh my god, <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> and and it's one of those things where like it's, it's obviously the way they do it all the time. And when you watch movies and 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 uh, television, people talk at a normal volume while music plays in the background. People are dancing. If you've ever been in an actual environment where yeah. people are dancing to <laughs> music, be, you couldn't possibly be talk shouting, at yeah. like a regular volume. Everybody would be yelling. Yeah, right? it's it's the weirdest thing. But we accept it. it the other part looks weirder. Looks weirder. Wow. So, are you getting into character now? As your, as your, uh, not bounty hunter, private investigator. Well, I've been back for for a while there. You know, it seemed pretty open ended. It seemed like you know I'm Victor's private investigator, and it yeah. seemed like he had a lot of you know stuff for me to investigate. But uh, sort of hit you know hit a wall there. So I don't know if I'll I'll be back. But um, but yeah, it was it was really cool. And I, I've got a name now. Um, that's the big. Not, that's big. Yeah, well, but it's funny. The the funny thing about that is that it, it's not in the script. In the script, I'm just private investigator, right? <laughs> Even though it's like a good amount of like lines, and you know, it's a yeah. you know, fairly <laughs> somewhat important part. Not much. It's still kind of external. But um, he didn't have a specific name, and and Victor, the guy that you know, that's his character's name um, on the show. He he asked me at one point. He goes, he, uh, and he's 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 British, I believe, or you know, something. And so he said, what, what, what what's your name? Uh, off camera, and I was like. You mean my my real name? He's like, no, no, no. I know. What's your character's name? I was like, I I don't have just private investigator. P I. Like, so he starts going, oh, so all right. So I'm going to say, uh, you you know Mark, right? Uh, yes, okay. But I'm like, you can you're going to call me Mark on, on camera? The show, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and he completely made up a line and introduction and everything just to call. <laughs> To put a name on you, <laughs> you had to put a name on me. Oh, that's <laughs> and crazy, so, and that's, that's nice. No, and that happens that's on a great so si- That's so a great signal, though, too. That says that he he wants to work with you some more. Absolutely, but instead of making something up, he just uses he my just real uses name. your real name. Yeah. And I like yeah, to say that's... that you know it, it's it's my, it's actually Mark with a K, you know, instead of a, <laughs> Mark with a C. It's like you know the version of my name spelled wrong and. <laughs> <laughs> so that thing, they all get the scripts like the night before, you know, and they all memorize it as best they can. And then there's a school of actor that will not do any ad libs; they just want to do it as written, and that's the easiest way to get through the day and and just find a way to make it work. And there are actors that are obsessed with ad libbing, and <laughs> and that and insist on changing lines. And oh, all they do is man. sit down at the table for blocking. And, and if you're a background actor, like you know them, and and it sucks because it slows everything down. But uh, 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 they just sit down and also go like, I'm just gonna say this instead. I'm gonna say this instead, and you're gonna say this instead. And then once in a while. They meet and you have one and the other, and it's the most awkward moments on oh, set wow. ever. Where they're like, yeah. I think I'm just going to read the line. Actually, as a, I'm going to read the line as it is. Yeah, so, I, I had no idea thanks. what what when I was going to say what because that 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 actor in particular, he he loved to just kind of like, mix, it it mix it up. So I was, uh, okay, I'm going to wait and I think this is when he wants me to speak. Okay, <laughs> 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 I'm not getting the cue line. You know, it's like, language, you know my friend Mark. Body language and rhythm. <laughs> this is my friend Mark. Mark Investigator is his last name. Exactly. <laughs> this is Mr. Investigator, Mark it's, Investigator. It's Mark D. Investigator. Mark D. Yeah. Investigator of the Vancouver Investigators. Um, I'm sure you're well aware of their family. They're quite connected. They investigate a lot. Uh, So, Mark, you were here investigating something for me, as you would, being an investigator. Uh, Tell me, what clues did you turn up on the missing girl? I want to know because (laughs) I'm looking to be certain... That she's the one I'm after and not her twin sister. That's not Because there were times <laughs> when they got confused, the I two of them. I I'm, do, you, do you know Matt Donnelly? <laughs> you should, Mark Investigator, because you're a dead ringer. <laughs> Cut. Moving on. <laughs> That's a take. That's going in. Oh, wait. He didn't get to say his line. <laughs> yeah, moving on. All right. Well, that's, that's fine. That's kind of how it went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah, yeah. 
It's, it's, it's frighteningly more accurate than we want it to be. So, so sorry about that, Mark Investigator. Mark, we're <laughs> that. <laughs> we end most of our, uh, our, our our episodes with Jock versus Nerd. Are you you have either oh, camp in this? The end. I really got to pee. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yes, we yeah, are. We're almost done. We're almost done. <laughs> you, can, we can, you can even leave for now if you, if you want to. Not know, do Jock. Okay. We won't hold anyone against their will for yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Toughing through. Here we go. Jock versus Nerd. Jock versus Nerd. <laughs> That's a good stall. Oh my God! <laughs> oh, fireworks. I'm so sorry, all your listeners. We're under attack. That was so loud. Explosion. Explosion. <laughs> what did you say? There's a bunch of kids in the neighborhood. Oh, oh my God. Reddy almost destroyed us. I hope our listeners are alive after that. Oh, man. This, this is going to have to come with a sound warning. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. Are you ready? That's, yeah. Jock versus nerd. You want a nerd? Uh, yeah. All right. So this is the Guardians of the Galaxy thing again. I will not make this a spoiler. Spoiler light, for those of you who know. Uh, of course, anyone who's seen any of the Marvel movies knows that at the end, there's this, a little tag, a little, little last-minute uh, clip that they show with some surprises and whatnot. Almost every one of their movies has one of these. You stay till after the credits. There is uh, one at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, a lot of people who are doing, they're being good about not spoiling. They're just referencing that there's definitely some shit after Right. I'm not going to credits. spoil it, but there is a character there. And... Uh, it is a uh, character that is celebrity voiced. We don't know who the voice is. You don't recognize the voice really okay. right off the bat. But it turns out that it was a celebrity doing the voice for this character, who I'm not going to spoil. Uh, do you know who <laughs> oh, the celebrity God. was doing the voice for this unnamed character this at the end of the amazing. Guardians of the Galaxy movie? I can't. I don't. <laughs> I did not think you could top how vague your question could be for Jack versus Nerd. <laughs> I can get fucking vague for days. Well, that's the problem because you know, especially if it's like spoilery stuff. I can get vague for whatever amount of time you could think of. You are Darth Vader right now. Darth Vader. <laughs> Luke, I might be a member of your family. <laughs> I am your twice-removed father. <laughs> Luke, you may lose an appendage or maybe not in this sword fight. There I am Darth Vader. There is nothing Vager. I can teach you now. <laughs> it's too late. Please help me take off this mask <laughs> so I can look at you. Right no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Looking yes. up is not pointless. It's more pointless to, to get this totally wrong. Okay. He's okay. known for his voice work. He's known for a lot of things. James Earl Jones. Oh, it would have nope. been great if it was, if I was just fucking... Younger performer. Younger guy known for his voiceover work. Yeah, there's another guy that's really known for his voice work that's in that movie. Uh, it's Vin Diesel. Yes. Is it Vin Diesel? <laughs> it is not Vin Diesel. No, but, but he's really known for his voice work. He's right? becoming more known for, known for his voice work. Is it a man or a woman? It's a man. Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> Jonathan Libnicki. Yes. You got it. It's Jonathan Libnip- Libnicki. Danny Pintaro from Who's the Boss? Danny Pintaro, you got it. <laughs> Danny Pintaro. Danny Pintaro. From Who's the Boss? I know. Jonathan. <laughs> Mona. Samantha. Uh, it's a, is it, is it, uh, 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 okay. John Hamm. <laughs> there it is. John Hamm. You got it. Is no. It? No. He's been, he's right. been doing a lot of voiceovers. That was an honest Lots guy. of people have. He's been doing it. Uh, Jonathan Krasinski. Nope. Uh, he is. Uh, he does a regular cartoon show. Okay. And he has his own produced stop motion show. Oh, that should give it away, but it doesn't. 
Uh, Stephen Colbert. Nope. Who think of what's Seth what's Green? It? There you go. Yeah. There Seth it is. Green. Seth Green provides the voice for this character who will go unnamed. Okay. Is that confirmed? Yep. Uh, right. I saw it online, so it's confirmed. <laughs> no, nah, it, it is. I, I, I after hearing it and then hearing the thing, yeah, it's it's him. Okay, and it makes perfect sense. Okay, uh, Jock down, uh, Mark. Do you, you you don't like sports at all, right? It's not that I don't like them. I just don't. No, really you don't follow. Attention. You don't follow. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Borsch was arrested. Is he okay? Yeah, yeah. Was arrested one year to the day uh, for revealing things that he probably should have been arrested for back then. Uh, who do you think Anthony Borsch is? He sounds like a Swedish person. Mm-hmm. So he is probably... Let me check and see if his name is either Bobby Borsch or Anthony Borsch. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's Anthony Borsch. <laughs> Anthony Borsch, is, uh, is he a lacrosse player? No, no, no. In fact, he does not play sports. Oh, Anthony Borsch. Uh, he's a friend of a sport person. Yeah, he in this scenario, he's the AC a. Cowlings uh, to the to the OJ Simpson of this person. Uh, Not that bad. Uh, yeah, it is that bad. Yeah, yeah. is he? Uh, I who's that guy from the Falcons? <laughs> no, no, he's he's not not uh, that guy. No, I don't know. He's a he he's a I, I would air quote this. He would be air quoted as a doctor. He's a physical therapist. <laughs> uh, what did he give people a year ago? He did gave he... him steroids. Yes, yes, and they he's all finally say doctor, and he's finally arrested today. Wow! Yeah, for baseball steroids. Yeah, he was uh, that's, that's the only sport that gives a damn anymore. It's kind of true. It's right? The only holdout sport where it's like how so taboo. I think yeah. they should do steroids in golf and just like you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's actually there. Actually, is a the, I thought about doing this for Jock version. There, there actually is a controversy where they golf announced it was announced that there was a suspension on the, on the PGA Tour, and then that suspension was immediately taken away. Like uh, the, the the PGA said, came out and said, "No, this player is not suspended," because the rumor is uh, that. That golf has been suspending people for for different types of uh, behavior and drugs. There are so many pros that as long as it's not the top ten guys, we don't keep track. Wow! And they don't publish it because they don't have a collective bargaining agreement where they have to publish it. Like the basketball and football and uh, hockey and baseball all have to publish or, or 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 make a habit of. Is that what happened to John Daly? Uh, <laughs> John Daly. Well, the thing is that, like, uh, you know, his alcoholism eventually led to his own much more personal problems that exposed his alcoholism, and then he was. But saying I wouldn't things be surprised if he wasn't on steroids too, because he's beefy. Well, the, that's the thing is that the, like, wasn't that his whole thing? Like, he had the craziest longest drive in all of. He did. Yeah, he could drive it at four hundred something yards. Now with technology, I think other people can come close to that all the time. But uh, at the time, he actually it was from one golf course to another. You know? Yeah. yeah. That he was would like, be awesome. He was like, he was like Paul Bunyan with a I'd pine watch tree. Just, Let's watch the dual, yeah, the dual like masters, the Happy Gilmore version. The dual masters. Coincidentally, my favorite nickname for a drink, which is you know the Arnold Palmer, which is the iced tea lemonade. If you add vodka, they call it a John Daly. That's a good. That's a good one. That's a good one. But uh, and so and with the, the sense that, is that yeah. they've actually have been suspending players and just never talked about it, and they don't want it out there because the PJ is such a very clean right. image. But it really is just a bunch of really single. 
you know, pretty well-paid athletes. Not as well-paid as other sports, depending on, on your ranking. But pretty well. These guys go around, and they travel, and they play golf on the weekends, you know, and for a living. And so they, they tear it up probably just as much as any professional athlete, but they just have a clean image. So for the PGA to come out, like, no, he's not suspended. Polo, so. And there are, are golfers that advocate exactly <laughs> what you're saying, hard. Paul. Just wearing a polo. Is yeah. that there, there's no need to police performance-enhancing drugs and, and uh, golf in any way, because none of it will help, you know, so many aspects of not it. Not true, but. Right. Right, but I would love to see. <laughs> I would love to see ridiculously like jacked up, roided out golfers putting, starting, putting, yeah, just, like just tearing the fucking turf beneath. Just them. getting it to the place where the the, the PGA is just nothing but halts. Yeah, just like you hit a ball, you got to take a plane to get to the next, <laughs> yeah. next bit. Yeah, they yeah. just they just flick the ball. They don't even use clubs anymore. They just flick. Like it gets it gets really close on the green, doesn't quite go in. The guy just stomps the ground. Yeah, clunk, <laughs> ball falls right through. But uh, Tony Tony Borsch, Anthony Borsch, uh, Bosch might be Bosch. Doctor Anthony. Doctor Anthony Bosch. Sh- you're not thinking of Tony Cannavale. It's Bosch. <laughs> yes, I'm thinking of my improv friend Tony Cannavale. Um, no, Cannavale. Is his middle name Boom Boom? Yes. <laughs> yeah. They, he's got performing in, performance enhancing pasta. Doctor Boom Boom Bosch. <laughs> Boom boom bosh. Doctor Boom Boom Bosh. I put the boom boom in you. He had the funniest thing, like one of the funniest clips of you know, like when when uh, when people come out of a door, you know, like and they're and they're, and they're news people, and, and all of a sudden too fast, and it hits the wall, and it's the wall, and the news is like, can we have you come out again? I, you know what? Just <laughs> no, come on just out, fucking just, just fucking go with it. <laughs> Clang. Face. <laughs> 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 um, I can see that face. So. Uh, Tony Bosch comes out of a restaurant, and then a media circus surrounds him. A year ago, you know, back when his basically like his, his his place came out, yeah, his his place was basically raided, and they had a list of people that he was giving uh, steroids to, and all these suspensions started coming down. And uh, uh, he literally, literally, he no, he he just starts talking, <laughs> and then says, "I probably shouldn't be talking to you guys. I'm supposed to get a lawyer, but uh, you know, yeah, they're gonna find certain things." And uh, and like he just kept, he kept like going. it went for like 15 <laughs> minutes. And he, before he answered, he just kept saying, like, I probably should talk to a lawyer. You guys got to leave me alone. I'm not going to say anything. And then he would say a bunch of stuff. Like, it was one, it's one of the funniest clips And this is what ever. got him arrested eventually. Yeah, but also it, it actually probably got him a lesser crime. If he had gone balls to the wall, they wouldn't uh, have gotten maybe as many guys. But then he would have maybe gone to prison longer. So perhaps this was a ploy. He totally he ended up cooperating. He just started lawyer. cooperating. Yeah, but even if you're going to cooperate with the... Talking to the press doesn't help doesn't your case. Do, okay. Making a common knowledge doesn't make you lose your leverage pretty fast <laughs> if you've just told everyone already. Anyway, um, so so he he now will get lesser uh, punished because he cooperated in ratting out all the all the guys who were cheating. Um, but that clip of him just constantly being like, "I should probably talk to my lawyers, and uh, we shouldn't talk about this." I mean, yeah, my dad is a doctor, and that's how I started getting prescriptions, and, <laughs> and like it just it just gives away. Speaking of spoiler, all alert. of yeah. them. Yeah, he's a total spoiler <laughs> alert on his own court case. <laughs> uh, but uh, he made sure that, that we had a year of baseball that a rod, and that's a good year in my book. So I'm okay with him. All right, Mark. Hmm. Thank yes. you so much for coming by, my friend. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. Guys, if you're ever in Vegas, you got to check out the Million Dollar Quartet. Mark is 
just honestly, you're you're really really great in the roles. So you should Thanks, know that. Man. Appreciate that, it. That I, I just absolutely think your acting is fantastic. Your phone work is impeccable. And yeah, be looking for that phone, guys. Be looking for that phone. <laughs> uh, and uh, now I got to be looking. Now I got to be looking for the request. I, I really that speaking of spoilers, I, re- I feel like I shouldn't have revealed that. that like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only thing you're gonna be thinking about once we wrap, yeah. right? Uh, I just now I want to look for the handoffs. I want to look for the requests. Like you're like the mafia guy. For that the phone's cast. not period. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the phone looks period, but the way he talks into it. Um, He's holding it very strangely. <laughs> so modern. But uh, thank you, Mark. Best of luck in all your endeavors. But uh, I, hope, I hope we get to keep you here in town in Millionaire Quartet uh, as long as we can. Thank you. Appreciate that. And best of luck to you guys with this. This is fantastic. Thank you. We're having fun. I want to thank the Inspire Theater for housing this man majama. I want to yeah, thank yo. Ace Munns for all of his fantastic drawings and illustrations. I want to thank... You're going to get an illustration, by the way. Uh, uh-huh. uh yeah, who else I want to thank? I want to thank Tony Longworth, our UK music bitch. Mm-hmm. I want to thank uh, Nick. I want to thank uh, Reddy for his explosions. Good God. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sound like warning. Filling in for Jacob. <laughs> yes, thank you, Reddy, uh, for helping us get these. Jacob will be back next week, and we'll be back with a lot more scoop mail next week. Uh, and I want to thank uh, Penn Gillette for creating this podcast. And I want to thank my comedy partner, Paul Mattingly. I want to thank my comedy partner, Matt Donnelly. Don't forget to follow him at Sweet Matty D on the old Twitter. Follow Paul at the famous Paul. Mark, any social media plugs? Uh, just uh, markdonovan.com. I don't tweet. Yeah. So. Just, just stay up to date on all, the, all <laughs> things Mark at markdonovan.com. That's right. Mark, Mark with photo a C. Mark with Donovan. a C. And, of course, uh, yeah. season three of Boardwalk Empire available now on DVD. Yeah, absolutely. And Blu-ray. They'll thank think. you for the and big Blu-ray, boom yeah. in sales that we just caused right there. Uh, a, a lot of photos on markdonovan.com. That's right. A lot of photo spreads, a lot of like like motorcycle calendar photos on markdonovan.com. What do we got on there? <laughs> I wouldn't say that. No, that's coming out uh, for the new year, um, that spread. Motorci- it's all motorcycles. It's motorcycles <laughs> that he photoshops his face onto. What was that? Lorenzo Lamas? Lorenzolamas.com. And it's all llamas with Lorenzo Lamas' face? <laughs> <laughs> that has to be done already. Is that not a real thing? That has to be it a real, is a real thing. thing. Sure, it is. I don't know, but it oh, should be. Oh, boy. Be no, Lorenzo Llamas is the best. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's amazing. I have a bunch of Photoshop pictures of me on horses. That's oh, good. <laughs> yeah, medieval, yeah. Only medieval horses. Only medieval, medieval horses. horses. You can tell by the gallop. Yeah. You can tell by which way they hold their, Ooh, their hooves. Clearly, a medieval gait mm. in that one's stride. <laughs> mm, yes. All right. Authentic. Uh, you can follow the show at Hey Scoops or just go on to Facebook and look for Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. I like to put a lot of content on there. Thanks oh. again, Scoops, for listening and for downloading. And uh, please continue to double scoop and tell friends. Oh, yeah. Be, be talking about us. Subscribing is the best thing you can do for our show. And telling other people to subscribe is the second best thing. So we appreciate all your support. We love doing the show. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with some more Ice Cream Social. I also want to say thank you all the scoops listening to Geek Shock and the Ugly Couch Show. Thanks. And uh, whoever that guy is sending me the dick pics, thanks. Yeah. Thanks so much. You made Matt's day. <laughs> <laughs>